0: Recording now in progress. Oh my goodness. Let me make sure my volumes and levels are articulate for the flora and fauna of the podcast.
1: The what?
0: It's, you don't understand, it's advanced podcast speech. Oh. One, two, three, four, nine! Just kidding. This is Slashers, your favorite horror podcast about your favorite horror media. It is me, your favorite host, Mikey, here with my lovely colleague and co-host and court, Austin, from Frightmares
1: Podcast. Say hello to the mutant goons from beyond, Austin. I'm here and I'm ready uh, for this movie because I really enjoyed it, so I'm happy to hear what you have to say about it because apparently it wasn't your speed, so...
0: Oh my god, I'm so glad that you liked it. But before we begin, (laughs) I would like to say happy St. Patrick's Day. I can't do it. I'm not even going to try to do an Irish accent. I was like going to for a second and then I immediately stopped. Um, So happy St. Patrick's Day. Um, It is St. Patrick's hour ish type thing so we were like well not we we actually just picked this movie and i was like i'm gonna pretend we did it on purpose because it involves little green things killing people um (laughs) not leprechauns mind you uh something much sinister Mm. yeah it's like a frog monster thing i don't even know don't look like it was a frog now you thought it was an alligator earlier i Um, did
1: about five seconds ago I i can't make my mind up
0: but jason actually chose this movie because uh it takes place during sprong break and sprong break is right now so hope you guys are having a great vacation if you are off if not sorry about
1: it um wow is that intentional mikey like yes putting a jab at me <laughs> yes yeah, that you know is intentional Aid we was off and i'm like fuck man i know i have my kids kept- so i can
0: take weeks off Oh, that's not why I took it off. I was actually mad oh. that I took it off and I realized it was spring break, so I was going to be home with the kids. That was the disappointing <laughs> part. Um, But I was texting you and you'd be like, it's the weekday. What are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, what is time? I'm so, you know, just lost and confused <laughs> in my realm of PTO. And so you were oh, like, goodness. you said you, I'm going to censor it so it sounds like you said I can't believe you made me wow. think that blah blah blah. blah. Um, wow. So, but anyways, that's neither here nor there. We already worked out our differences after the or before the show. So um before we get into it, I made everybody fill out this really cute form that said, oh. What is your favorite? Well, not what is your favorite St. Patrick's Day movie, but it said, What is your favorite? Insert your favorite things according to my little template. And if you guys don't have me on Instagram, you can add me at Horror in a Half Shell to steal this template and fill it out if you so desire. Um, but basically, it's Horror of the Irish, your favorite leprechaun film, favorite Irish horror film, favorite Patrick in horror, favorite snake attack horror, food-centered horror, and your favorite poster art featuring the color green. So in case any of, you, any of you non-Catholics, first of all, I'll pray for you. Second of all, if you don't understand why your favorite snake attack movie is on this list, I will educate you. Austin Proctor, do you know why, what is your favorite snake attack movie is on the St. Patrick's
1: Day list? Once you tell me, it'll jog my memory because I definitely know there's some correlation with snakes in St. Patrick's Day, but I literally right now cannot remember. So once you say it, I'll be like, that's it. A- Okay, well, that's basically what everybody says when they don't know the answer. Oh, shut um, up! <laughs> so I'm gonna say
0: it. And he's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, totally knew that." Um, so, like, the origin of St. Patrick's Day is celebrating St. Patrick, who essentially came and
1: like rid this island of snakes. Something like that. Hmm. Um, no, that's not that's not what I was thinking. So, I think I I, I I didn't either. Someone told me that, and it was the wrong thing, or uh, I'm not remembering because that that does not sound like what I what I was told. Yeah, so if
0: you look at a picture of St. Patrick, he's often depicted with a snake on his or under his foot. Um, And basically, there's a legend associated with St. Patrick that he stood upon an Irish hillside and banished snakes from Ireland, prompting all serpents to slither away into the sea. In fact, research suggests snakes never occupied the Emerald Isle in the first place. I'm going to say something really American. Is Ireland an island? Is it? Okay, good. I'm not the only stupid one.
1: I mean, okay, it's like the same uh, conversation of is Australia an island? Because like technically it is, but it's a, it's a con. Yeah, there's a weird. I mean, technically it's an island, but I don't think they consider it an island. But I mean, uh, Ireland's not its own. Like, I mean, I guess everything continent. is an island. Yeah, everything
0: is an technically. island. Technically, <laughs> but I'm looking at comparisons here, and I think, uh, yes. So Ireland is like an island off of the UK, it's a lot smaller than Australia. Um, so if like Australia looks like a rhino, because it does, Ireland would be like its eye. So <laughs> Ireland is small, y'all.
1: Um, According to my Google search, it says Ireland is an island nation on the westernmost edge of Europe. So I don't know how accurate that is, but that's something. Sure. <laughs> um, I am not of Irish descent.
0: You look like you could be. And yes, um, I am stereotyping you as a white person with a red beard. That's fair.
1: I think it's, either it's Irish or pirate. A pirate, yeah. I hope it's pirate. Uh, I think there's I think there's either Scottish or Irish on my dad's side somewhere back. So I think I am. I mean, I would assume so. With oh, the yeah. fucking red beard that
0: I have. And that's a very tall leprechaun we have, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> and so just to kind of touch on it, um, since we're both here, my options or choices whatever what have you favorite leprechaun movie most people haven't heard of it um i think it might be a sci-fi movie but i just think it's really fun it's called yeah. red red clover or leprechaun's revenge they've switched the titles i don't know why um but it has billy zane who plays the dad oh. of like a teenage girl um but it's cool like the leprechaun in it is actually like kind of creepy looking um And, you know, I, I, of course I like the Leprechaun movies. Well, some of them, Um, but like, you know, I I think it's fun to also have something besides the Leprechaun movies. Like that's why we're so excited to get Thanksgiving from Eli Roth, because we all love Thanksgiving. Um, And if you don't like, you know, sorry that you hate life, but, (laughs) um, but yeah, it's fun to have another thing out there. That's not just the one series that you think of when you think of St. Patrick's Day. So I really like, um, oh, God damn it, Red Clover or uh, Leprechaun's Revenge. If you can find it anywhere, watch it. It's free. Uh, it's fun. It um, is on Tubi. I see that here. I put it on my list. So if you want to watch it, go to Tubi. Yes. Um. And so I thought that was a bug. Um. Austin, I
1: have your list up here. You chose Leprechaun Returns. I did. No, is it? Yeah, not Origins Returns. It's like the most recent one directed by the same guy who did uh Psycho Gorman Steve Katowski or something like that. Uh I was just pretty actually I was actually shocked because usually when they do remakes or requels they can be hit or miss. But uh, I really enjoyed it. It was pretty gory and it wasn't Warwick Davis as a Leprechaun, which makes me sad yeah. because he's iconic from Leprechaun, but nonetheless, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh I really enjoyed that one. Um I only I think I've only really seen the Leprechaun movies for like that series i don't think i've other i don't think i've seen any other leprechaun movie honestly
0: yeah so warwick davis stopped doing leprechaun when he had kids if i understand correctly because he didn't want to make horror movies anymore just because of you know his kids um so i actually met the actor who plays the new leprechaun he's really cool he's a lot younger than warwick davis um but he was a really cool guy he was telling us a bunch of stuff because he actually um oh i was trying to remember the story it was a couple years ago but he was telling me like how he was able to get these roles because I think he had another role that was kind of big, um, but he is a little person. And so basically, like there is like a network of little people that are actors that like help each other out. Um, so he's met Warwick Davis, and I believe the person that got him like his first audition or something was uh, Lev- Vern Troyer. Is that his name? Vern Troyer? No, Vern Troyer. Bern Troyer. yeah, yeah, um, and so it was really cool to meet him. He's a really cool guy. If he ever, if he's ever at a convention, you know, you go see him, to go support him. Um, I wanted to ask you your favorite Irish horror film. You put The Devil's Doorway. Um, can brain. you please, can you please tell me about that film? I have not heard of such film.
1: Ooh, uh, if you're into found footage, you will really like this movie, Devil's Doorway. Let me pull it up here so I can give you the proper. I just typed in Devil's Footway. That's a completely different movie, I'm sure. Devil's Doorway. So it's set in 1960, and they are going to investigate this. Um, I think it's like some church or something like that. They were sent by the Vatican, and they go investigate this church where um, something very uh, very horrific is going on. Their statues are bleeding and shit like that. And it's filmed in the uh, like, style of found footage. Uh, they've got big cameras since it's in the 60s, and it's very, very creepy. Uh, I really like it. It's on Tubi if you want to check it out. Uh, it was directed by a lady named Aislinn Clark, and I know she's Irish, and I'm pretty sure it was set in Ireland as well, but it's a lot of fun. It's like one of those films that not a lot of people have heard of, I think, and uh, I have the Blu-ray of it from Screen Factory, but it is very creepy, and it's only 76 minutes, so it's a very low-commitment movie, but uh, I recommend that one. Um, I recommend that one a lot. It's a lot of fun. Super yeah, spooky. I'll have to watch it. That sounds interesting. Um,
0: if I hate it, you will hear from me. Um, <laughs> what about if you love it? You're just going to keep it quiet. I won't admit it. I won't. I won't give you the satisfaction. Um, my favorite uh, Irish horror movie is Isolation about the mad cows. I love that movie oh. because I did not know it was about mad cows until I started watching it, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um, so it was really cool. Favorite um, Patrick in horror. You chose Patrick Wilson. Big surprise. Everybody wants to get bent over and told that they're a bad boy because of Patrick Wilson. <laughs> so I totally get it, Austin. Um, I. Oh my god, I forgot his last name. Starts with a W. I chose Patrick, Pat- yeah, Patrick, because A, a while ago he was hot, but also I love his voice acting, and he's always like popping up in horror randomly, like he was the dad in The Babysitter 1 and 2. Um, oh my, I was just about to ask you, I was like, what horror movies was he in? That's right, I totally forgot he was in that. He's done a bunch, and now I'm gonna have to pull it up, because... Oh, Patrick Warburton, oh, he was so hot. <laughs> um, I mean, of course, we all know him as Krunk. You know his voice more than you probably know his like actual film roles. But like Krunk
1: and Family Guy, Matisse um, Joe, um, he was Putty in uh, Seinfeld, Elaine's boyfriend for a few seasons. He's really funny in that show. Yeah, in Baby
0: Shark's Big Show, I know it's huge. He's Grandpa Shark. Um, just kidding, but um. <laughs> Where is it so he was in the babysitter god he's done so much um he was also the dad and better watch out so he's the dad again um and what else has he been
1: uh, he's I'm been in sure he stuff 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 and things
0: yeah oh bad milo anyways neither here nor there so he has done some bit and bits and horror oh yeah and he was also in scream 3 i think wasn't he the bodyguard of parker posey um oh, I think he was yeah yeah, so Scooby Doo, like he's huge in horror. When you do Scooby Doo, you know you've made it. Um, <laughs> neither here nor there. And then the favorite snake movie, I chose Mega Python versus Gatoroid because if you haven't seen it, super fun. Um, if you are from a, a certain era, Austin may not understand this, but it has Debbie Gibson and Tiffany from the early '90s who are like basically the '90s version of Christina versus Brittany. And so they play rivals in this movie and Tiffany has Tiffany's most famous song is the cover of, I think we're alone now. She's the female vocalist that sings it. So if you've ever heard the female vocalist version, it's probably her. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a part where they like, they jump out of some exploding building and they're in the the lake. And of course they have to like come together to overcome evil at the end. And (laughs) Tiffany gets out of the lake and she's like, I think we're alone now. And Debbie Gibson's like, yeah does not seem to be anyone around, and so, like, it's just fun. I like that okay. movie a lot. Um, okay. and then again, you know, Austin not surprising anybody. Favorite snake wow. movie, wow! Favorite snake movie is Boogie Nights, just because the last scene where Mark Wahlberg brings out his schlong. Um, <laughs> just kidding, it was Anaconda, which basically the same thing. Food-centered horror, I picked Compulsion with Heather Graham and the girl from The Matrix. I forgot her name. Harry uh, Carol- Ann Moss. Yeah, Harry Moss. Um, So she, it's just amazing. She's like a obsessed with cooking and like, I don't know. I don't remember if she's a chef. I saw it a long time ago, but it's one of those like, lady goes crazy. And I love those movies. Um, yeah. Not saying ladies are crazy and I'm not gaslighting anybody, but I do love me some female revenge. Uh, yeah. Austin, you chose the platform, which I understand, you know, I haven't seen it, but I know what it's about.
1: Um, it, it, it honestly, it surprised me with how good I, at least I thought it was great. So social message. And uh, I did have to look up an ending explain, cause I didn't really get it. But when someone explained it to me, I was like, oh, that's cool. But yeah, it's a, it's a Netflix original too. And I think it is, I believe it's Spanish. I think, I believe. Oh, no wonder you know so much Spanish. Um, <laughs> I do watch a lot of Spanish horror. I love yeah. Spanish horror movies. Oh, I love them too
0: um favorite poster art featuring the color green i knew you were going to do this because i wanted to do this but i was like let me be different um austin chose killer clowns from outer space i chose horror hotel um both great movies go watch them i think horror Hotel is from the early 60s and of course if you don't know when Killer clowns from outer space came out um you should probably go listen to damn That's scary or something like that um
1: just kidding um, I was going to do Alien to be fair because it more heavily featured green but I think it's because I just watched Killer Clowns I was like I, I'm going to pick this one I don't even know what I would choose This someone was like what
0: do I like better Alien versus Killer Clowns from Outer Space because they're so yeah. they're so totally tonally different, different but it's like
1: depends on what uh, mood I'm at if I want a serious movie I'll go Alien if I want a kooky 80s movie gotta go Killer Clowns man mm-hmm. you said it but like kooky with a little dash of actually
0: scary because those clowns yeah. are pretty scary so anyways, mm-hmm. that's the template. You can find us on uh, Instagram. Um, it sounds like I'm ending the show already. You can find us on <laughs> bye Instagram. <everybody>. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Fuck the movie we're about to watch or about to talk about. Um, so Horror and a Half Shells Me, you'll find the template there. Or if you follow Mutant Goons from Beyond, the templates are also. Um, everyone's filled one out. Even Kevin, um, our lovely Patreon member, filled one out. So you okay. can you can see the results on my highlights and you can also fill out the template yourself if you would like to. Anyways, that wraps up our St. Patrick's Day discussion. Um, Drink safely and wear green. I bought a really cute leprechaun shirt specifically for St. Patrick's Day, so I will post that tomorrow. Oh, snap. I like it. Yes. Now, the movie of the hour. What was it called again? Oh, yeah.
1: There's nothing out there.
0: So, you guys... (laughs) The title, There's Nothing Out There, is actually really great. Like, if I, when I, because I had no idea about this movie, and they were talking about reviewing There's Nothing Out There, and a part of me is thinking, like, ooh, maybe it's, like, a babysitter, and she's, like, babysitting a house, like... In the woods, and she's singing something, and her boyfriend comes over to like have some one-on-one time, you know. And she's like, "I'm oh like, I think I heard something out there." And he's like, "Not bad. There's nothing out there." You know how guys talk. Um, and it's so that spot on. Yeah, and so I was like, "Oh, this might actually be like something trauma release that is good." Um. Oh yeah. By the way, I haven't been on a trauma episode before, so get ready for my take. Um. <laughs> i was mistaken my brain lied to me several times um so we have a movie out there this summary when a horror film buff tries to warn his friends spending spring break in a house in the woods of impending danger they scoff at him that is until a huge mutant frog starts to pick them off one by one.
1: Oh, it's literally it's literally listed as a mutant frog yes also <laughs> um huge is a oh bit God. of a stretch it's not big yeah it's right um, behind me it's it's it can fit on a lap i mean yeah it's not that big it's yeah um so
0: it is listed as comedy fantasy horror i have no idea why fantasy is in there the director Rolf kinevsky starring craig peck wendy bednarz and Mirk Culver. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um none of them had a fucking uh picture on imdb so you know they're you know well versed in acting i didn't see a single picture except i think one girl had a picture and i was like oh boy
0: yeah and she had nothing else on her imdb page (laughs) um because i I looked at all of them too i was like maybe i recognized them from something uh no um and so uh, this was released in 1991 it says it's unrated, but I'm assuming it's probably just R, because it's pretty sexual and it's pretty exploitative in terms of like nudity. But it doesn't, to me, it doesn't go into NC-17 territory. It's just, what do no. they call them? A skin flick? I forgot what they what. Skinamax? What, what my parents used to call them. No, let's called something <laughs> else. Something like a skin flick or something. I don't know. It's old mm. people talk. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah. So. Uh, have you heard of this before, Austin? Have you seen this before?
1: No, I had not heard of it. Um, and when you guys said you were watching it, I know it's, it was on YouTube. That's how we watched it. Um, but I went in completely blind. Uh, I was like, I'll just go into this. It's I knew it was 90s and I was, it's trauma. I was like, that's all I need to know. I'm just going to go into it. And I, I really thought it was going to be a slasher movie from the opening sequence. And then it fucking went alien uh, I think it was a good to go into it blind because, I, like I said, I had no idea it was going to just switch gears so quickly. So I think that's kind of why I really enjoyed it because it was almost like a fake-out at the beginning. But I, I enjoyed it. This is my first watch, and I'm already trying to find a Blu-ray of it because I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, Great. So
0: um, I had not, I have not heard about this movie. Um, it was my first time going in blind as well. well. Not super blind because I think I actually looked up the IMDb page right before I started watching it. So the whole, like... Mutant Frog from Outer Space was ruined for me. Right. Um, real quick at the box office, it was an estimated budget. Well, that doesn't sound right. Okay, no, it made three hundred and fifty thousand dollars estimated at the box office. So good for them okay. because I think so. I did do my due diligence and I did some research, even though it's hard to find some stuff. I want to say that this was made on a twenty thousand dollar
1: budget, maybe. Yeah, um, I, mean, I, can, I can see that, especially with the whole bunch of actors that haven't really done much.
0: Yeah, so everybody was basically given, from my research, if this is correct, Rolf, don't come for me, I'm sorry. I will release an apology if you correct me. Yeah. Um, from what I read, the, everybody that was an actor was not SAG, so you don't have to pay deposits or like insurance and all that stuff. Um, also, everybody was on, I think it was called like a deferred uh, payment. Oh, yeah. It was like, we'll pay you later. Um, I read that too on uh, the IMDb Trivia. Yes. So I also heard that the director, and this was great, like, I do appreciate this, the, like, what this movie did and how it got made. It just didn't really appeal to me. Um, The director went door-to-door collecting funds for this movie um, and was able to raise about 90% of the funds that way, and then his parents mortgaged their house to help pay for the remainder of it, um, which I don't Maybe. I don't know. This was <laughs> dedication, I mean, for sure. This was probably late eighties that this happened. So maybe that is correct because also houses back then were not like they are today. Like to me, it's like I'm not gonna mortgage my house for a twenty thousand dollar bill. Um but this was earlier and that money twenty thousand dollars got you a lot more yeah. than what it would give you now. Basically, right. you can get like a Ford Focus from ninety-eight.
1: Yeah, I Um, I don't know about brand new, but definitely like a
0: a used Ford Focus.
1: A certified Uh, (laughs) pre-owned. That's how
0: I judge how like where we are in the times. Because when I was in high school, I wanted to save up for a car and I wanted a yellow Mazda 6 and it was Um, $16,998. Now they're like $32,000. So literally they've doubled. The base cost of a car from when I was in high school has doubled because the normal cost is about $32,000
1: yeah that's gross i don't like that at all me neither um but
0: i do love the hustle of making your own movie um the script was written by the director when he was 18 and still in high school he directed the movie when he was 20 um so that's pretty impressive um there is some controversy i don't know if you've heard the controversy austin about this movie Um, uh was it about the lady in the sex scene no, that was just her not wanting oh. to do a new game, but then... Oh, go. no, I have not heard the controversy. Do tell. I don't know if we should do it now or later, because this was the most interesting thing that I did find out about the movie. So save we, it for the end, then. We will talk about the movie a little bit, and then I'll save that interesting tidbit for later. Um. So, film opens up, and friends go... To, like, think of cabin fever, right? Like, oh, my God, no more fucking finals. Ah, showing your titties and stuff. They go to a cabin, and there's one guy who is the randy meeks of the group so to speak oh good and we're on the same page then i apologize in advance for saying that because i will clarify later um but that's the only way i can explain it so he's the horror movie fanatic he knows about everything he knows they pull up to the house and he's like literally every horror film watch what happens when you get into this house and then he's talking about like not being split up um, so they all get to this house and they're all just fucking, I don't think he has, he doesn't have sex. He doesn't have a girlfriend, right? He's like, don't, is he the only sure single one?
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's the only single one. Cause everyone else starts fucking. I mean, it's like 20 to 25 minutes of just everyone having sex. It's, it was a lot. I didn't think this was a horror movie for like the first half hour. It's sprinkled throughout. It is a lot.
0: <laughs> but to me, oh. the reason why it didn't bug me. And also I'm, I'm also kind of like very open when it comes to like sex and movies. Um, I used to hate it because I used to get so pissed off because I would be like 13 years old. My I would have to go stay with my dad for the summer and he'd go let me rent movies and I'd sit there and he'd want to watch them with me. And like sitting there watching like an erotic horror film when I didn't know it was an erotic horror film was very awkward. So, <laughs> but now that I'm an adult and I'm able to have my own space, you know, it's fine. There's like some super interesting points of views that I've read people have said that they feel gross watching sex scenes because the actors haven't given consent to be watched. And it's like, well, technically they did because they signed a script and there's like a nudity clause. So, um, yeah. but it's just, it's very strange. And I noticed people get like, there's some people like, that get so worked up, not in a good way, about sex scenes. Like, and my thing is like, okay, well, we'll check and see what it rated R for. And then if it says yes. sex, don't watch it. Because the funny thing is I put this on in my living room and I put it on like at six in the morning because I wake up early and my kids wake up for school around, sa- no, around six thirty. And so I did a quick IMDb check and I was like, let's see what this says about sex, because if it has sex, I'm not going to keep it on when the kids wake up. Uh, but if it's just like some, you know, like hokey gore, that's fine. Um, and on IMDb, the parental guidance rating, where is it? It's says like, moderate sex. I mean, so that's enough to, like, make me not keep it on. But also, I was like, this was not moderate. This was pretty much
1: throughout. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, I would I would consider that severe. There's, like, seven or eight or nine different pair of boobs you see. Uh, it's a lot of boobs.
0: Yeah, every woman in the movie, you see her boobs. Um, <laughs> but the the thing that I was kind of, like, isn't a big deal It's like, it, they're not long scenes. Like, usually when they're having sex and nudity, moderate. Um, yeah. So violence and gore moderate profanity moderate, moderate. um <laughs> frightening and intense scenes moderate it's a very moderate movie um but when they're actually having their sex scenes um even though there's a lot and you see a lot of boobs it's not like explicit sex like it's just and some some of the times it's like literally the camera pans by a room and they're like on the bed and like grinding on each other and then like it's like a 5 second thing and it goes it moves on to the next room um so there's a lot of that. It's not like, you know, 30 minute stretched out scene of a sex scene in the Friday the 13th remake like that was a bit intense sex
1: scene. <laughs> um perfect nipple placement. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, um but yeah, so there is a lot of that. So basically they have sex for the first half of the movie. Um and then it's just shit starts happening.
1: Let's we got to talk about the opening opening because it's it was such a fake out because it is like this girl in a video store, and there appears to be this unknown assailant throwing shit at her. And then it, she, and then it ends up being uh, this girl that was having a nightmare, but she wakes up driving a fucking car. So I guess she fell asleep at the wheel. Mm-hmm. And then two seconds later, she shoots into the forest uh, and like smashes her dad's car up. And she's like, "I'm okay. I'm alive, and I'm okay." I'm like, "Yeah, okay, that's great." And then that's when the fucking frog monster attacks her. And that was a total fake out because then they don't go back to that until the very end of the movie. But after everyone's having sex and they're all done uh, doing it, I don't even know how it starts. I think two people go out into the woods and the, they get attacked. And I found it hilarious because the monster um, attacks the guy by, like, getting him in the junk. And then all he does to the girl is just rip off her pants so you can see her underwear. And I was like, what? And then she just runs away into the forest. I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't remember if that guy dies or not. I don't even Yeah. Know. The, it's like, and it's a weird monster too, because it doesn't really show its full form like it is behind me until almost the very end of the movie. It's just like you can clearly tell it's a guy with like hands and like this little puppet thing, and he's just smacking these tentacles around or whatever the fuck those things are. Yeah, so I didn't I understand conf- what it was. for I half was the movie.
0: confused
1: about where the te- the tentacles were located, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like on its side. It's very, it's a very weird monster. I mean, I give it points for creativity because it's definitely I've never seen anything like that before. Um, And I love cheesy, you know, uh, creature effects and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just this monster comes out of the woods and they don't even really address where it came from, except for the very beginning when something falls from the sky and the girl thinks it's a falling cloud. And I was like, yeah, because that's a fucking thing. So they don't really explain where it comes from. It just drops out of nowhere and just starts attacking these kids for no apparent reason. Um, No motive besides that. It's a monster and they're having sex and you can't have sex in horror movies because you'll die. Yeah, Um, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. And then it's just like, I mean, for the for most of the movie, it is it is literally just them running away from this fucking monster. And then you know, uh, I did like Mike though. He kind of annoyed me at first, but he actually came around to save the day, which was cool. He didn't end up, uh, you know, getting goosh like Randy did. He he got he got uh, killed in the second one, right? Scream two, mm-hmm. right? Okay, yeah. But he was actually like the voice of reason and trying to help everybody because everyone else was like very intent on not uh, not surviving. They were making very stupid decisions. So at least Mike was there to save the day at the end of the story.
0: Yes. um, Yeah, it, it was, it just, to me, it it happened. <laughs> Things happened. So nudity what, happened.
1: What rubbed you the wrong way there? Like, was it just boring? Is it just, I don't know. Because I just, I found it to be so cheesy and fun. It was so ridiculous. I Nothing like rubbed me the wrong way, but like nothing
0: rubbed me the right way, if that makes sense. Like I watched it and i was not into it i didn't hate it i was just like okay cheesy monster yeah cheesy acting and oh my god those action cuts when oh no they weren't when (laughs) homegirl homegirl runs she walks in i think she walks in she gets out of the lake for some reason she's swimming by herself Mm -hmm. and then she goes upstairs oh she hears someone screaming which I was like, okay, this is the first time I'm in a horror movie I've actually seen where a friend hears someone screaming and she gets out and goes to check on them and we're going to see what happens. And so she goes to check on her friend and I think the frog thing's eating the friend or something. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but then she screams and then she runs. Instead of going back downstairs, she just runs into the next room um, and then opens or, yeah, I think she either opens the window or breaks the window. She I jumps she jumped through it. I'm pretty sure. She yeah. jumps out <laughs> of the window and somehow ends up in this lake that it's like 20 feet away from the house the cut was ridiculous the cut was um,
1: absurd you see her break it and then it just cuts to her halfway in the air falling down i was like this yeah. is amazing oh it's so bad i love it And there was a couple of scenes like that and
0: yeah. those things are funny to me um i don't know it's just you know it was fine it's i don't hate trauma movies um Contrary to popular belief, because the last trauma movie I saw I didn't like, which was our Tromeo and Juliet* review, oh. um, but it just you know, and like we talked about earlier, this doesn't seem like a typical like class of Newcom High trauma. This seems like something that was just published or put out by Trauma. Uh, yeah, they
1: must have just like produced it, or sorry, distributed it because I didn't even see. Well, I did. We did watch it on YouTube, but I didn't even see like the Trauma Entertainment presents or whatever. So. I yeah. might have just distributed it, but um, did you watch it on YouTube? Uh, yes. Did yeah. do you think do you think the quality had anything to do with your enjoyment? Because that was kind of uh, limiting how much I enjoyed it. Like I really liked it, but it was so pixelated because it was you know I was casting it to my TV that it kind of did take me out of it. It was hard to make some stuff out. So I don't know. Did that do you think that affected your viewing experience in any way? Because it was kind of low quality. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um,
0: you know, and it, it's just I think that might have. A lot to to deal with it, but you know it's just it was I it, to me in movies I like to be able to at least like characters yeah. and we don't even really get to know these characters other than like what they look like with their tops off, <laughs> um and then like homeboys so first of all I wanted to ask because we see this in horror all the time have you ever gone on any type of trip with your friends when you were a teenager like this
1: no uh never went to a cabin in the woods because that sounds very murdery um and i've also never skinny dipped like in a group like that in the middle of the day also why did they all they all took their shirts off but not their pants they weren't even skinny dipping they were like half dipping um but no i've never been on anything like this before um and i guess i'm glad i haven't because i'm sure some shit like this would happen to me crazy alien comes down out of nowhere destroys everybody
0: yeah Uh, I mean, the closest thing that I think we've done is we said that we were going to go stay at a friend's house, but we all ended up driving to a national park. I think it was a national park and like went camping. It was really dangerous. You probably shouldn't
1: have done that. Um, I know when you look back at all the shit you did when you were younger, like, how am I still here? I did some questionable things in my youth. Yeah. How did I (laughs) lie to my parents that I was going to be
0: like two streets down when I was like two hours and 45 minutes away? (laughs)
1: They did um, not have uh, tracking on iPhones. That's how we got away with that shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not
0: condoning nor endorsing that behavior to any of our listeners out there. But yeah, but also like, yeah, I've skinny dip with friends, but like I've never been that sexually adventurous to be like boning in the room next to my
1: friends when my friends are boning. Um that's oh, strange. That's um, odd, yeah. I was just going to say, if you don't want to hear this, if you don't want to hear spoilers, just skip ahead uh, like two seconds or two minutes. I just thought it was funny at the end when Mike and the girls do get away and they find the fucking girl from the intro who wrecked her car, who's been wandering through the fucking forest for a day and a half or whatever. And uh, because the monster, it's very invasion of the body snatcher, the monster, I guess, can like take over people's bodies because eventually at one point, like people had green eyes and they were shooting lasers out and shit. So I guess the monster can like inhabit you and kind of like use you as a minion or something. And when they pick that girl up in the middle of the night, I was like, one, that was a bold move because you don't even know who this chick is. You should have kept driving. But then she gets in and they're like, Oh my god, you're infected. You've got green eyes. And then they just fucking kick her out of the out of the van back into the forest. I was like, Oh wow, that was that was fucking hilarious. And that's how it ends. I thought I thought that was brilliant. That was so yeah. fucking funny. Yeah, that's probably the best part of the movie because
0: like when the frog the first when the frog first did the whole laser eye thing i was like oh god oh that's uh, when
1: I was, I was like yes i love it it's so cheesy
0: and then he does it to the girl and somehow she knows to shield her eye she's like no
1: <laughs> and it just it, like pings <laughs> off of her arm i was yeah. like what, so is it it not, pe- does it penetrate your arm yeah, so
0: it can't it can penetrate your eyeballs but it cannot penetrate your skin yeah uh, <laughs>
1: Alien technology is advanced, but not that advanced. Apparently cannot go through flesh. Um, there was some rules that went along with it. Like, don't look it in the eyes. Uh, it's attracted to light because they use flashlights and it's like a cat trying to paw at it. There were just some really silly moments that I enjoyed. I think this was something I needed because today was just stressful and this was just so goofy. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe you weren't in the right mindset. I don't know. I, I figured you would love this movie. No,
0: um, but I also am not in the right mindset. This whole week has been a mess for me um
1: you know you've been off oh that is not cool who do i need to who do i need to beat up you tell me the state of texas okay Um, (laughs) but so
0: this director i'm actually maybe if i would have known who directed it before i watched it i may have liked it more because i actually am familiar with this director's work a couple of films i think three of them so rolf kanefsky if you guys know these movies you might also be familiar with his work um so he has done i'm trying to pull up the ones that i know nightmare man with tiffany shepes it was one of the original eight films to die for when that was released oh um, yes um the hazing also with tiffany Sheppes. um it has another name um that i i saw i don't know why they do these like it's named this but
1: also it's called this it's like just keep it one name well, sometimes they if it's like a different country sometimes they have different names but yeah i don't know why this one would be a different name It was made here so
0: yeah so the hazing um nightmare man oh man he's written a lot also um and then the last one is oh the dark room or the black room let me see where is it uh black room i've got it right here yeah the black room that was a good one too and so I'm a big fan of Tiffany Sheppis. I've met her before and um she knows who I am, not to brag. But um but yeah, so I originally was going to interview her for a film that she wasn't too keen on. So I was like, Well, never mind, what are we gonna talk about then? She was like, I don't know, um she's like, Let's talk about the hazing. And I said, Okay, well the hazing's cool. Um, but I didn't know it was also by the same guy who did Nightmare Man, which I thought Nightmare Man was cool too. Um, and so she just like threw me in a group text with her and Rolf. That's amazing. Yeah, and so when I saw his name, I was like, I don't know too many people named Rolf. And so I looked at it and I was like, this is the same Rolf. Um, So yeah, so I enjoy his stuff. I think he's also done quite a bit of erotic stuff. So, you know. Oh
1: yeah, that's most of his career is uh, nudie films, which makes sense as to why there's so many boobies in this movie.
0: Yeah. Um, And then, I don't know, I'm kind of interested in seeing this mirror witch that came out in 2020. Um. Which. Yeah, but he's also a writer. He wrote. Oh no, he also directed Party Bus
1: or Bus Party to Hell. Bus Party to Hell. Amazing, isn't it? Well, oh, that's on Paramount Plus. Oh, and it's on Amazon Prime. I know we're watching next Tuesday. Oh my goodness, it's my turn to pick, not yours. <laughs> oh, you um, that's
0: right. <laughs> I don't know why IMDb has it listed as Bus Party to Hell when the poster clearly says Party Bus to Hell. Um, it has terror read in it, so that's how I know. Oh, there we go. I haven't seen it, but I know that when it when it first came out um on Redbox, I was like, what is that? And I saw Cherry Reed's name and I was like, oh, okay. Oh. Um yeah, but um, but yeah, so Rolf makes some pretty fun like I thought those were fun. So like those movies, Nightmare Man, The Hazing, um, the Black Room was a little more serious. So I wouldn't but from what I can see from Party Bus to Hell, it looks also that like cheesy, funny comedy. Um, they all have boobs in them, but I don't know why this just, this one just didn't land for me. Um, and so the story I heard, and so also to touch on what you mentioned earlier, the girl who plays,
1: I don't remember any of their fucking names besides Mike, uh, completely forgettable characters. Honestly, there's no character building at all. It's just pretty much sex. And then everyone dies for the most part.
0: Yeah. So there wasn't, there was an actress in the film that knew what she was signing on for and then when it actually came down to film her scene she decided she didn't want to do nudity um and then she just kind of it says in the trivia that she made filming like a nightmare for everybody um she didn't want to do it and then um Mm -hmm. they convinced her to do it and then she did it and then she was like okay well you can use the nudity but don't use my sex scene then they were like well, we already have it. So the it says like the whole like half of the film filming dates was the director trying to convince her not to quit. They wanted, Ralph wanted to, Rolf wanted to make a sequel because from this video I was watching that kind of, I think it was actually him talking. They were interviewing him. Um, he got the title because he wanted to name it something what people usually say in horror movies, which is there's nothing out there. Wow. Um, so he wanted to make the sequel the next most popular thing people say in horror movies can you guess what that is the next most popular thing i don't have any service no i actually think <laughs> i actually think what they consider the second most famous thing actually is the first most famous don't, thing don't my, go in there no that's no. what the audience says not the people characters never say that they're like let's Uh-oh, go do okay. it um it's this isn't funny anymore
1: oh okay yeah, yeah they do yeah they do that, that is definitely said a lot Yes. Um, so
0: there was three different houses used use used. There was three different houses used for the interior of the house in the woods. Um, deferred salaries is what it's called that the cast members worked on um because they weren't sag. So, you know, when it's sag you have to do sag rules, but if not, whatever. Yeah, there's there's no rules. Yeah. So in the video that I was watching, they said that um how do I start this? so they filmed the movie and then they released it or what they didn't release it. I think they were showing it around to like distributors and they had a couple of viewings and like critics and audiences were giving it really good praise. So that's already like hard for me to believe. But, um, but I was actually reading some of the critic reviews from back then and people praise is a overstatement they were pointing out the good things and the promising things that were involved they weren't actually like oh this was great um but anyways so he was trying to find a distributor and then he got a hold of distributors and they were like oh my god this is great we want to work with you yada 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 the horror industry's hot right now like this is great and then like before it was planned to be acquired or something the horror genre started tanking that was around the time when, like, Tremors came out and other movies that we
1: like but did not do well. In yeah, theater. the early 90s were, were a very odd time for horror movies.
0: Yeah, so he didn't know what to do with this movie, so he um, he showed his friend. And his friend was like, I really like this. Do you mind if I show it to my dad? He was like, yeah, sure, show it to your dad um because it was after like he just was stuck and didn't have any plans or anything to do for the movie so he showed it to his dad and didn't hear anything back do you know who his dad is wes craven uh, uh, oh shit okay so when he saw scream and saw the character of randy meeks he was like wes craven stole that from my movie mm, yeah they're very similar now i'm not here to speak ill of the dead. Um, whether that happened or not, you know, maybe it's an interesting story. Um, and there have been articles released about how, you know, this character was I mean, obviously this movie was made in ninety one, probably late 80s also, released yeah. in 91. So Scream was 95. So you can't deny that this one came first. But whether or not Wes Craven saw this movie and liked the idea of a
1: self-aware character in the movie
0: you know it's something interesting to
1: think about um yeah because i i sat there i was like wow that is it's interesting because this was five or six years earlier and yeah he's pretty much just like a you know not very well fleshed out randy you know what i mean like he's got the same like motives and stuff like that and knows all the same stuff but randy's a little bit more intricate as a character that makes sense because all the characters in Scream have a much like better character background and story and stuff like oh, that yeah. but yeah, the similarities are definitely there I don't know if maybe I don't think he I don't think he intentionally like ripped it off but I definitely think he had to have been inspired by that you know and kind of took it and did his own thing with it but yeah that is uh, quite interesting
0: yeah I mean I to me it's not like a direct ripoff But I could see if the story was true, I could see Wes Craven being like, you know, what? that's actually a really good, like, cool thing to have a character in a movie that calls out the stupid thing the characters do in movies and kind of works as like the audience's voice and then incorporated that with uh, Randy. So maybe the actors have said in interviews that no one liked actress Bonnie Bowers because she made the shoot hell for everyone involved. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Bonnie. I would like to
1: end on that uh, that trivia fact.
0: What's the what's the Frightmares rating of this?
1: Uh, currently, it's at a three five because, like I said, it was very grainy and pixelated. I did find a copy on eBay. There, it sucks because Vinegar Syndrome actually put out a Blu-ray of it, and now it's out of print. And, and anything that's out of print always goes for ridiculous money uh but if i saw a cleaner cut version of it it might go up to a four uh like i said i really enjoyed it i thought it was good cheesy campy fun and uh didn't take itself too seriously but and it also wasn't very long like 91 minutes so it's not like it overstated it's welcome and there's actually some pretty decent gore there's a good face melting scene uh there's a beheading um i think there's one other thing where someone gets gets got pretty good so yeah three three point five out of five interesting i mean you mikey your rating system's a little wonky because,
0: as we all know, you gave Skin and Rink and uh, The Outwaters really low ratings. But we're not here to talk about that.
1: Um,
0: <gasps> no, we're not here to talk about that. Um, I don't know. Maybe two out of five. Mm. Oh man, okay. I don't know. I have to. I have to let it marinate a little bit longer. You know what? I have to be careful of. I have to be careful with when I go shopping on Vinegar Syndrome or Arrow Video because I am victim of what's called poster enjoyment theft where i see the cover and i'm like that looks really dope i'm gonna buy that movie and then i watch it and i was like what the fuck is that um for instance lover's lane is has an arrow release and the cover is beautiful i have lover's
1: lane on dvd and it's not a good movie i'm sorry yeah Um, i almost got that one until i was looking up ratings and i was like oh i don't maybe i don't spend 35 bucks on that one maybe i wait till it goes on sale
0: yeah and that's the same thing with pandemonium um i also got what's it called the slayer i don't think i've seen the slayer yet but i've got a couple of them and i'm like these are bad movies i'm just buying the dvd for the art basically
1: yeah uh vinegar syndrome they, they definitely put out like some of the most off the beaten path horror movies i've ever seen uh they you know they do like a lot of cult classics and a lot of stuff that doesn't get the light of day Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's a reason for that. But, I mean, uh, there's a lot of good stuff they put out. But you're right, though. You can look at the poster and be like, oh, that looks amazing. Because uh, they do put out a lot of stuff that we've never heard of. And even just getting, you know, reading the basic blurb, you can't get much out of it. So, I bought yeah. some. And I'm like, ooh, maybe that wasn't the right uh, right purchase.
0: Yeah. But you know what? This is the right purchase for you, Austin.
1: What are you grabbing? <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, this is one of the ones that, uh you can't see it. It's Tammy and the T-Rex. Oh, I yeah. Bought- yeah, I bought from uh, Vinegar Syndrome. That was one of the greatest blind buys of all time.
0: Well, that wasn't a blind buy for me because I'm old enough to
1: remember when that movie came out. So you have to remember, I grew up in a Christian household, so I didn't even get to start watching horror movies until I was like seventeen. Bitch, my <laughs> family—the men were pastors—so don't talk to me about Christian backgrounds. I couldn't get anything in that house. My parents had to approve shit. It was so. Oh, it was. It was the worst. Oh, well, um, so much to catch up on, you know, that I so it's
0: funny because that I wasn't robbed of horror stuff. I was robbed of like typical childhood enjoyment stuff like um, not like activities, but movies and media Um, like movies that people watch as kids are like, I love those. I'm like, I never saw it because even though like my family or at least on my step family side, everybody was like a preacher of some sort um my parents were really busy and they were never home so i was kind of like raised at my grandma's house and she didn't know anything i mean not that she didn't know anything i love my grandma but you know she didn't know what i was I watching her. yeah <laughs> uh she, she didn't know what no i was idea. watching. and so she would take me to blockbuster and just leave me she barely spoke english and so you know i would just go and rent whatever and but like um movies like what the fuck are these movies called why am i drawing a blank the one with the kids and the
1: <laughs> what the one with the goonies the the oh goonies. Uh, hey you
0: guys yeah that one's so like goonies um indiana jones all of those movies that kids really like never-ending story i didn't watch those movies because i skipped them and went straight to homer
1: <laughs> funny that you mentioned indiana jones because the, the face melting scene from um raiders of the lost ark that's one of the things that my parents would make me like go around the corner for because i couldn't watch it And I didn't see it until I was like fourteen. I was like, "Shit, that's awesome! Why haven't I been able to watch that my whole life?" Yeah, yeah. It was pretty. I was pretty strict household. It's like I get, but also you gotta let your kids, you know, fucking figure shit out on their own sometimes. It depends. Yeah, like movies, like let them, you know, let them explore and do things as long as it's not like crazy. But you know that you have to figure out what they like and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and like I was raised to like even though my family and extended family we're all religious. My mom liked horror. And so I gauge it on like what my mom would cover my eyes for. My mom didn't really cover my eyes for nudity, but like she would cover my eyes if they were like having sex, um, violence. It was like, it depended what kind of violence was happening. Um, and so I think I kind of have that with my kid as well. Cause you know, I have a set where she's going to be seven soon and she doesn't seem much. She's seen like the typical goosebumps and stuff, but, um, my mother-in-law showed her, uh, Halloween kills. And I was like, Oh, probably the one that she shouldn't have watched out of the whole entry. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> like the most violent one. Yeah, um,
1: that,
0: yeah, but like, you know, scream, she saw the scream five scream six might be a little too violent for her, but I know when to cover her eyes. Um, but she can't watch like monsters or ghosts, but like serial killers, she's okay with. Um, But also like, I wouldn't want her watching like anything about school shootings or anything like that. Like that's, yeah, don't let her watch. uh, We need to talk about Kevin. I haven't even seen that. That one is a rough, a rough watch. Yeah. It's funny because they always bring up when my husband came home one time and I had her in a high chair and I was eating popcorn and she was eating like mashed potatoes that I made for her. And she was maybe like two ish, um, maybe one we were watching happy death day <laughs> and he was
1: like what the fuck are you watching i was like it's pg-13 he's like she's yeah. not even 13. <laughs> so what? It's pg-13 just means you need a parental unit there to watch it with you or bring yes. you to the movies That's and okay. here i am yeah parental unit parental unit but yeah it was funny. <laughs> so i love it i can't wait to show uh my future baby all the spooky things probably gonna start off with like killer clowns and paranormal and casper and shit like that That'll um start well, don't start off with killer clowns. Um well, i like <laughs> Casper, Paranorman, then work our way up. You know, we've got to start, we've got to start easy, like some goosebumps stuff like that.
0: Oh yeah, and then yeah. it's funny because like there's these really cute ones on YouTube that are like cartoons. Um, oh, it's yeah? cool. Yeah, there, there's there's oh. there's a lot of fun horror type stuff for kids on YouTube. Um, so definitely recommend that because it wasn't until like recently Olivia started liking scary stuff. I remember when we first put on Monster House. I think she was like five. She was like, "That's such an underrated movie." Oh my god, it scared her too much. We had to turn it off. But also, yeah. But I think also she doesn't really like supernatural stuff. Like that freaks her out. She likes, but now she's watching YouTube. Of, do you know what a three AM video is?
1: No, Uh, I mean I can assume what they are, but I've never I've never heard the term. So these stupid YouTube people, and they're they're kids.
0: Like, of course, we know as adults, 3 a.m. is the witching hour. It's supposed to be the hour that the bad stuff happens. Mm -hmm. If you wake up during that hour, it's because some superstition, whatever. So, like, all these YouTubers that she follows that usually, like, review games or toys or whatever, they have 3 a.m. videos where they do stuff at 3 a.m. and, like, scary stuff happens. And she'll have nightmares from that. I'm like, stop watching that. Stop Uh, doing (laughs) that. Because that—that's where like the urban legends come from, like that Charlie says or whatever. I don't even know these things. Um, yeah, can't keep up with all this shit, man. Yeah, but anyways, we're getting off track. Um, so that's there's nothing out there, and there's also nothing in this movie. So watch it if you want to. Um, there's boobs, gratuitous amounts of boobs. Yeah, let us know how you feel about it anyways thank you guys for joining us today if you would like to listen to austin's sultry voice more you can find him on frightmares podcast wherever fine podcasts are sold and you can also follow his podcast
1: on instagram at frightmares podcast does frightmares have facebook yeah we have facebook uh, it's just frightmares i should probably add podcasts because we have a lot of followers and i'm sure that they have no idea we're even a podcast uh <laughs> they really like memes that's what i've learned about running a facebook page is they like memes more than anything I yeah memes <laughs> is the language of the internet it
0: is damn you. Yeah, listen to Fight podcast. You'll hear sometimes me, sometimes me and Aid. Um, oh, you're on the next episode. We're doing uh, we're doing Piggy on the next episode. Yeah. Next Austin episode. was like, I'm gonna pick a movie that makes me think about you. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. And then it's like, Oh, Piggy you you about, referred it to me, sir. But a plus size Mexican moment. <laughs> actually i think she's spanish um but just kidding it is is spanish that's right yeah no just kidding i'm really excited to watch it if you haven't heard of picky look it up it's apparently like a a plus size teenage girl who gets picked on witnesses the popular kids that pick on her get kidnapped texas chainsaw massacre style and she's like going through a moral moral issue like did i really see that or am i just gonna walk away um so i love it. i live for yeah. it um definitely on her side but anyways um yes so we're covering that for women's month because on Frightmares podcast austin is doing women directed movies for his march episodes cool. if you like what you heard and you want to become a patreon member we're gonna start upping our uh patreon episodes we have a really fun one coming up but i've been lazy and haven't edited yet so i promise i will get to that soon um, so you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash slashers pod. If you'd like a t-shirt, if you'd like coffee mugs, mouse pads, whatever that they put their little oh, I have a saying. From coffee cans to dental dams, you can get them <laughs> on Redbubble, no, slasherspod.redbubble.com. Love and it. if you also join Patreon, we have a really cool Discord server that I'd like to get going and active. So uh, join so we can get that moving you can also talk to us on instagram if you want you can find me at whore and a half shell you can find aid at pathologically A doug at doug bizarro um our podcast instagram is mutant goons from beyond and I think that's it um have a safe okay. st patrick's day thank you austin for joining me today it's always a pleasure and goodbye and good time beautiful bye here's my boobs (laughs) i had to just for this episode
1: That's just how I envision all vaginas look like. No, no, no. They're much nicer looking. Uglier. Oh. (laughs) For the most part...